It's not the full menu. You're listening to a snack-sized portion of Chef-Demony. Here's your host, Graham McLennan. Welcome to your Friday and welcome back to the Chef-Demony podcast. Or if you are new here and joining Chef-Demony for the first time, welcome to the show. This podcast is all about food, but more than that, it's about stories. It's about stories from restaurant kitchens and restaurant front of house and from chefs, and sometimes it is stories from lawyers. The caveat there is that the lawyers have to be interested in food and excited to talk about culinary things, not legal things. Cheftimony is certainly not a legal podcast, nor was ever meant to be, as somebody said. J. Alfred Prufrock, I think. Anyway... Those are the guests on the show most of the time, chefs and lawyers, and that's simply because I've worked as a chef, briefly, and a little longer as a cook. Actually, that's probably a good topic for an upcoming episode, the difference between a chef and a cook. It's really well known inside the industry, but I think perhaps less understood outside professional kitchens. Anyway, suffice it to say that I've worked a lot of hours in those professional kitchens, and I've put in a lot a lot, a lot, a lot of years as a lawyer. So the groups of people I tend to know best are chefs and their lawyers, and that's who appears on the show. Does 2020 seem to be really busy for you? It, it does for me, but in many good ways, so mostly at least, I'm not complaining. I do wish the renovations were going a little more quickly. Anyway, suffice it to say, I will be back next week with a full episode, but for today's snack-sized show, what I want to do is just tell you about a few of the fun things that I've been cooking lately. Before I get to that, though, I'm going to put this little segment up front this week. Please take a few minutes to rate Cheftimony, to give it a star rating. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, which is what they're calling iTunes now. You can do that on many of the other podcast directories. If you have a few more minutes, please consider leaving a written review for the show. Heck, do more than consider it, actually leave a written review. If you do either or both of those things, it really does help other people to find the show, and I would appreciate it very much. So there we go. That is out of the way, and on to the dishes that I've been cooking lately. So if you are following Chef Timoni on Instagram, you'll have seen references to some of these dishes and pictures of these dishes on that platform. One, which is a dish I've been cooking for quite a long time now and posting pictures of it because it, it's quite photogenic, is cacio pepe. It's a very simple, beautiful, delicious pasta dish. It features freshly cracked black pepper and cheese, usually uh, pecorino romano or pecorino toscano. Those are both Italian uh, sheep's milk cheeses, sharp, salty, delicious. Please give this dish a try. There are endless uh, blog entries and videos of how to prepare it. It's really quite simple and it's quite quick. If you run into trouble, feel free to drop me an email. I'm happy to share a few of the tricks that I've learned over the many, many times that I've made the dish, but it's hard to go too far wrong. It's uh, a simple dish to put together, super flavorful, super delicious. If you happen to be in my hometown of Gibsons, BC on the Sunshine Coast, go to Buono, Osteria. They do a brilliant job of this dish there, and they hit it with a uh, a truffle, uh, like a truffle puree at the end uh, that gives this umami bomb to it. It's so, so good. So if you're in Gibsons, head to Buono. If you're not, try it yourself. I highly recommend it. I'm also trying to eat more plant-based food these days, uh, not giving up meat, dairy by any means, but just trying to get a few more veggies into me. So on that front, a few efforts lately. One is a dish called brothy beans, and I heard of this 
on another podcast. It's the Splendid Table podcast with Francis Lamb. A really, really good show. The guest for this recipe, there were a few guests on this particular episode of the show, but the guest for this rep- recipe was Andy Barragani from Bon Appetit magazine. Highly recommend Splendid Table, highly recommend this recipe. I'll put a link to that particular episode in the show notes. It's a really beautiful slow recipe where basically you you cook beans very slowly, dried beans, in a whole lot of water with some aromatics and you add you want to add some fat to that while you're cooking it. It could be pancetta, something like that. If you want it to be meat-free, the the times I've made it recently, I've used olive oil. When I'm cooking the beans, that really infuses them with a delicious flavor, also makes the broth taste really, really good. Then what you do is you scoop the beans out when they are basically cooked, and then you add a grain. The recipe calls for farro. I've also made it with various types of rice. That's been really good. You cook the farro, then you get the beans back in there, and when you go to serve the dish, you ladle it into bowls, You can add an uncooked egg yolk that you stir through the dish, really delicious, thickens it up, gives a silkiness to the dish that is really quite nice. And then as part of the recipe, they've got directions for making your own rosemary chili oil that gives it a bit of zing, a bit of spice, and then you want to sear off some mushrooms in a pan and toss those on top. Incredibly delicious, really, really good for these cold winter days. Highly recommend it. It's not a a particularly quick dish to put together by any means, but it's not difficult. It just takes a long time. So as I say, I'll put a link to that. Highly encourage you to give that a try. Another recipe we did recently, and this was straight up pure vegan, we made a miso mushroom risotto. And we found that in a cookbook that I bought recently by Nisha Vora. And Nisha goes under the name Rainbow Plant Life. You'll find her at rainbowplantlife.com, Rainbow Plant Life on social media. She's actually a former lawyer who is now a vegan food blogger, so come to think of it, she would make an ideal guest for chef Anyway, she's published this cookbook that gives wonderful vegan recipes that you can make in the Instant Pot in the pressure cooker. I've got a Breville model of pressure cooker, but it seemed to work really, really well. This recipe, super good as well. I'll put a link to Nisha's website. I think you'd need to get the book to get this specific recipe. Worth doing, in my opinion. It's a really good book, and this recipe came together really, really quickly. The addition of miso and some vegan butter into the rice with the mushrooms made it super, super tasty. So that was delicious. One I just googled because I had this idea that I wanted to try another spicy dish, and I ended up putting together a dish that was just some fresh noodles and I dressed those with uh, a little bit of soy, a little, tiny little bit of soy sauce, some, this condiment, uh, you've got to try, it's called Spicy Chili Crisp. I had not heard of it before it popped up in this recipe that I found online, so I went out and got a jar of it. It is incredibly delicious. It's a chili oil, but the chilies are crisp. It's, it's got some wonderful crisp texture to it as well. Seems to be a huge thing out there. Food 52 has got a piece on it. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. It's spicy, umami, crisp, delicious on just about anything. Anyway, what I did was uh, cooked off the noodles and then I added a bit of soy. I added some of the spicy chili crisp and I added some black vinegar. If anybody out there knows Chinese vinegars well, please get in touch to educate me. I did find one piece online saying that there are four key regional vinegars. I don't know what they are. I don't know the differences. 
I did buy a black Chinese vinegar in this shop when I bought the spicy chili crisp and it came together super well. So it was noodles, soy, spicy chili crisp, black vinegar, some veg, and it was so fast and so good. I have found a blog entry that's similar to the dish I made, not exactly because I didn't really measure anything out, I just sort of threw it together. But if you'd like to give this dish a try, um, I'll put a link to that recipe in the show notes. And again, highly encourage you to try it. Find some of this black vinegar, find some of this spicy chili crisp. It would be delicious on just about anything. That Food 52 piece uh, has a bunch of great ideas on how to use it. All right, one more thing that I want to tell you about in terms of things I've been trying lately. And this is a throwback to my, really my undergrad days, I guess. So do you know James Barber? James, unfortunately, is no longer with us. He passed away at the age of 84 Uh, a little over 10 years ago. He also went by the name The Urban Peasant. James had a wonderful cooking show on the CBC, and for the non-Canadians out there, CBC is our national broadcaster, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. So The Urban Peasant cooking show was on in the 80s and 90s. James Barber, The Urban Peasant, was this English guy who I think spent most of his life in BC. It's incredibly simple cooking, some very unusual dishes. I'll put a link in the show notes to a blog where a chef is recreating some of the urban peasants' dishes. It's a really fun read. Some of them he's not convinced about, and I don't blame him. But one of the dishes that this chef does love is the urban peasants' lightning quick pizza recipe. It's unlike any other pizza recipe I've seen. You actually knead the cheese right into the dough, and then you fry the whole thing in a pan on the stovetop, and it's delicious. Now, it's not going to replace the Neapolitan wonder that you get from your local wood-fired pizza joint, but for something that you can put together in a hurry on a weeknight, I highly recommend it. Give it a try. It's a lot of fun. As I say, I'll put a link in the show notes, and check out James Barber, even if you spend five minutes with him on YouTube. Uh, I think it's worth it. He is so different, so distinct from what's happening, I think, because I haven't watched food programming in a long time, but the little snippets I hear about these sort of competition-based shows, he's very, very different from that. Anyway, worth, uh, worth a few minutes of your time. Okay, so those are some of the dishes that I've been playing with lately. What else is coming up on the show? Well, recently Peter reached out on Instagram to alert me to a really interesting woman who has given up banking law to pursue a career in wine. So how sensible is that? I've reached out to this person and I'm really, really hoping that she will be on the show. But she was off to California when we were texting, which makes sense for somebody in the wine world. And so fingers crossed we will connect when she returns and I hope to interview her here on Cheftimony. As always, I love to hear from you. It's really how I find some of the great guests for the show. Peter, thank you very much for reaching out to me and recommending this contact. So if you've got a comment for the show or a question, maybe a topic idea, or perhaps you know a chef or a lawyer, or you are a chef or a lawyer who might be a good fit for the show, just get in touch. You can reach me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook on any of those platforms, or just send me an email to graham at cheftimony.com. All right, thanks very much for joining me today. I really hope that you try some of these dishes that I've talked about today. If you need any more guidance, they're all really quite simple, and I've got links to uh, some blogs and some sites that will give you ideas on how to put them together. But any questions, I'd be more than happy to hear from you and give you all the help I can. Until next week, then, I'm Graham McLennan. I'll see you next Friday right here on Chef Demonio.